Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Going to see Jazzy Bell. Never met her before. But she's got some questions for me. And I've got the answers. Come on, let's go. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell, and you are listening to Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And on this show, we focus on the many talents and influences from women in hip hop. And today, I am so honored. I don't even know what to say about this woman. First of all, she paved the way for chicks like myself. Hello. And she is the queen of talk, queen of radio still, best-selling author, fashion line, Comedian? <laughs> I don't know what this woman cannot do. She is... You forgot to put what, a mess. Yes! <laughs> In a good way. Queen Messy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you already heard her voice. It's very distinctive, so you already know who it is. The queen of all medias in the building, Wendy Williams. How are you, love? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Jazzy, thank you so much for having me here, and it's an honor to be recognized as one of the people who has paved the way in hip-hop because hip-hop is more than just getting on the mic and emceeing. Yes. It's the DJs that spun the wax, shouted you out on the countdowns mm -hmm. to support you mm -hmm. and hosted your shows. And um, I, this is not even an argument to me, but a lot of the kids these days don't understand. I, too, am hip-hop. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I was saying, and you can let me know if you attest to it, you were in radio prior to this, and this is a new generation of millennials. They see you daytime Wendy child. Right. But they don't know. They don't know. Reggie, Wendy low-key ratchet. Well, <laughs> but you know what? Because hip-hop gives us that. But I had to be that girl to Thank become you. this woman. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your humble beginnings in hip-hop. Now, of course, yesterday we just celebrated the birth of hip-hop, 44 years old. Did you know that? Yes. Talk to me about when you first fell in love with hip-hop. Run DMC. Mm. Um, as an actual um, album. Mm. But growing up in Jersey, I grew up in the New York tri-state part of Jersey. Mm -hmm. So listening to the late great Mr. Magic and the Rap Attack mm -hmm. and Cool DJ Red Alert mm -hmm. late at night. This is before there were multiple TVs in a household. Right. You know, there was a TV in my mom and dad's room. Right. And one in the family room. Right. But there wasn't one in my bedroom. And I had my own bedroom. Mm -hmm. But I loved the radio. I fell in love with it. And I would listen mm -hmm. and love it. Mm -hmm. DJing and emceeing. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Who are these boys in the Bronx, in the park, after dark? <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, of course, it was very instrumental in your upbringing. Talk to me when it comes to having that radio, because you didn't have TV. Right. What about that culture, hip-hop, on the radio resonated with you to where you became a radio personality? Well, it wasn't so much about hip-hop. Mm -hmm. It was more about the glamour of the music at the time, which uh -huh. was hip-hop and deep disco music. Okay. The Donna Summers and, you know, the... Um, I mean, that, that Franz Jolie, come to me. Yeah. Frankie Crocker was the glamorous big DJ here on the radio. He didn't mm -hmm. spin hip-hop. He spun the disco music. Okay. But when the 
night when midnight came, it'd be Rap Attack with Mr. Magic, Molly Mall and, and Cool DJ Red Alert. And mm -hmm. I just loved the whole thing. And I said, this is what I want to be a radio personality. Yes. And I don't necessarily care whether I am spinning hip hop, mm -hmm. disco, country, or whatever. Uh -huh. I, I fell in, because I, I loved top 40 music back then too. Mm -hmm. Dan Ingram on 77 WABC. I knew that I was late with emptying the dishwasher if he didn't say, time for the, it's, it's, uh, time for the tutu. <laughs> it, that was when it was 22 minutes after two o'clock on, in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So I, I'm a fan of the music mm -hmm. of my era. And, um, that's what I wanted to do. Either that or be a newscaster. And then I found out newscasters can't wear an exposed bra. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Or a big giant wig. Yes. B back in my day. They wasn't ready for the big personality, Wendy. Right. So by the time I got today. Thank you. <laughs> by the time I got to college, um, I, it took me maybe 30 seconds to say, nope, I'm going to be a radio personality. Forget the news thing because I can't. Also, I didn't like the boys that you'd have to date to be a respectable newswoman. Really? Oh, please. You had to date a Barack. You know, you couldn't date, you know. The homeboy from the block. Or your local drug dealer. A Negro, a Negro from Brownsville, which, you know, not for nothing. That was always exciting to me. I grew up in the suburbs. You know, my dad's a Barack. Right. You know, my brother's a Barack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. But that, that wasn't exciting to me. No. And I couldn't, that couldn't be my husband as a newscaster. Whereas listening to the radio and hearing all the yes yalling, mm -hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yes. You know what I like to know? Because I feel like I always ask this question for all the guests that come here. Usually it's my first, so I can get an idea as to how you rocking. Because it is called Woman in Hip Hop. Okay, Jazzy. Who is your top five favorite female rappers? Okay. I'm sweating. Woo! I'm sweating. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and let me just say that I have more than top five. I know. For and females. In no particular order. Definitely Queen Latifah. There we go. You know, her lyrics, her strength for women back when i was a young girl we were all young trying to figure this out in a man's world mc light most definitely got to give it up to Nicki minaj you know nikki you know with her sex appeal her lyrics mm -hmm. her crossover appeal yeah. from american idol to the hood yes nikki's got that je ne sais quoi okay mm -hmm. um salt and pepper mm. and i'm going to include them as one um, I loved their, their, their message and it was just a fun time and we were all trying to figure it out, like I said, as women in a male dominated field. Yes. Um, I can't forget about like, of course, Little Kim. All right. Yes. That first album. Hardcore, honey. Okay. I think it was like 96 it came out. Okay. My daddy threw the CD away and I bought another one. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of her collaborations. I love Kim. And the style and the sex appeal, but mixed with messages. Now, they're my five. Okay. But can I move on? Give me more? Please, because you know the struggle, because when I was at um, Shade 45, every time I interview a male artist, it's always all men in yeah. their top five. Rarely does a woman see through. I may get a salt and pepper, or I may get a Queen Latifah. Most dudes, Lauren Hill, right? Yeah. They just respect her on a whole different level. So please give me five more. Give me more. Of course, Foxy Brown. Missy Elliott.
Missy just, you know, a, a, you know, a lyricist, a producer, mm. and a boss. Mm. You know, she bossed up her entire situation mm. without over-sexualizing it, which mm. I loved. You know, Rod Digger. Are you serious? Yeah. Rod Digger's from Jersey. Yeah. And her delivery was crazy. Right? She could spit with the best of them, like the dudes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, Remy, who Remy has been out a lot longer than most people know. Mm-hmm. But Remy didn't get on the map for a while, mm-hmm. like most of us. Right. You know, it, it takes a moment in the struggle. Yes. Um, gee. I, I, you know the baddest bitch, Trina. Ah! I, I have an appreciation for Trina. Yo, can we... Yo, that's so crazy. Why? I know, I love it, but I always say, in the beginning, I guess for me, I was like, Trina, I didn't really understand. Yes. You know what it was? I grew up with... Father, just like you did, middle class home, both parents in the household, right? Siblings, a great support system, right? And she was just coming out with some shit that I couldn't. I was like, yo, I- Hori, like, like, she, real Hori, okay. And I love Trina, but we can call a spade a spade. Yeah. But I got my eyes on that Cardi B, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm watching, you know what? I, I still love hip hop, and a lot of women my age, and this is, you know, it's it's odd being in my age group right now, cause why? Because my girlfriends don't listen to hip-hop uh-huh. they they all they remember is salt and peppers here and they stopped right there you know what i mean right. they put on the smooth jazz station and that's how they commute mm-hmm. not me i commute loud and proud mm-hmm. i got the bass knob and i'm going and i just i definitely give it up to women in hip-hop but you have to know where it starts in order to know where it's going exactly mm-hmm. so talk to me about your favorite 16 from a female rapper. What was it? And can you spit it? Because I watch your show, Wendy, every day. And you would throw some lines out there, and it's like the audience, sometimes you may miss them because they... T- Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Wendy is very more, you know, it's daytime. So you got to talk to the the old lady, the old white lady watching you, to your kids. It's crazy how you resonate with such a broad audience. I know. Talk to me about your... Ratchet, Wendy? Yes. You want to bumble with the B, huh? Throw a hex on your whole family, dressed in all black like the omens. Had and your you, friends say, this, this is for my homies. homies. And you know me. So make a nigga so sick. Shut up. Ah! <laughs> Shut up. Because now we're going to get to the bad part. But, yes. I know. German Luger for that ass bitch. Deep throat it. Fire harm, you should have towed it. Come on now. And all that bullshit you kick, play hating from the sidelines, get your own shit, bitch. Why you riding mine? Huh? A good fella kind of lady. Statue 80s in Mercedes. Puffy hold me down, baby. Only female in my crew. And I kick shit. Like, like a nigga do. With a trick or two. Stop. Fuck you. I'm very embarrassed. Please do not be Wendy. I need for the audience to understand how authentic you are because we get to see you every morning. I'm a sophisticated woman in a pencil skirt. Don't forget that. Okay. (laughs) You have proven that you are one-dimensional as well. I think as women, don't you feel that they try to put you in a box and say that you can only be that? And what I love about you and what you've shown in your career is that 
you are multifaceted. You can <sighs> be daytime Wendy. You could be sitting up here spitting a 16 for a little time. Damn it, man. Right? Talk about... I am a mother yes. and a community member. I am a sophisticated woman, Jazzy. You just <laughs> pulled me right down to the essence. <laughs> Come on, let's bring it back up. Yes, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Um, well, that was about to say, struggling with the love of hip-hop for Daytime Wendy, which I appreciate that. Let's get to Radio Wendy. Okay. Because I want the listeners to understand your humble beginnings. Because mm -hmm. um, what we see is the glitz and the glam. Some people don't know that you've been doing this for over 30 years. Yes. So I saw an interview where you kind of touched on you doing radio in D.C. Yes. And sleeping in your car going back and forth from D.C. to New York. Yes. Can you please elaborate on that and inspire my listeners? It was, um, that's where I really learned my own true strength. Yeah. Because being from the tri-state, I could have stopped at my house and slept at my parents' I got a plethora of friends with apartments around the city or in Jersey. I could have slept there. Mm -hmm. I chose to sleep in my own car because nobody understood my strength yeah. and my struggle. And I had um, a comforter in the back, an alarm clock, and those baby shades that you pull down. And I would pull to the back of rest stops. I've slept at every rest stop between New York and D.C. just to get back to my regular job on time. I was working at Kathy Hughes. Miss Hughes owned From TV One. Yes, right. yes. Now she's the queen at TV One, but oh. back then she had one radio station, WOL. It was an AM station and they played funky old music. Mm -hmm. My doggy done died. But when I got there, I got the afternoon shift on an AM station and they allowed me to play the Jody Watleys and the Salt and Peppers and the Cheryl Lynns and things like that. So yeah. my show was a little bit, you know, more contemporary yeah. on an otherwise established old school station. The man who came on before me, his name was Mo Better Man. Okay. Mo Better Man was about 155 years old. Looked like a struck match. About <laughs> <laughs> a struck match. <laughs> well, I'm just, but I'm just saying. Wore a suit like he was he was he, he was big in the streets, yes. but he was just all like I'm looking around. But if you really want to be a radio personality, you don't choose a station based on the music that they play. You choose on a station. You choose a station based on who's hiring you and the eventual climb you want to have to get to where you want to be mm -hmm. to do what you want to do. So I did afternoons five days a week and I was hired at here in New York. Um, at um, before they became Hot 97, they were Hot 103.9, mm -hmm. and they played all the freestyle music. So that would be, you know, the Taylor Danes and um, Noel, Silent Morning, <laughs> you know, like that. And, right. and, and they had a formula to run the station. Mm -hmm. You got to have like two Puerto Ricans on the air, a definite Italian, that was Al Bandiero. Mm -hmm. um, I worked with Fra Fast Freddie Cologne, who I grew up listening to on 92KTU, so ironically I ended up being his co-worker. Anyway, I rounded it out by being the black girl. The token black girl. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was hired as a fill-in. So what would happen is they'd call me in the morning, ring from New York, 7 o'clock in the morning, um, you know, our 6 p.m. DJ won't be here, so we need you up here. And I would figure out a way to be sick 
in DC. Right. So I can jump in my Subaru, college gift from my parents. Right. I jump in my Subaru, have my alarm clock, my pillow, my shades, mm -hmm. and my comforter, mm -hmm. and drive up and do that shift. Mm -hmm. And this is before the internet, so Miss Hughes and them had no idea I was moonlighting. Wow. Yup. And if they did, I mean... Oh, well, as soon as they found out, I was fired. What? But that's that's what? interesting because I, I know that you gave the two-week notice. Yes! But that's how they found out. Yes! And they just let you go. Immediately. They gave me a two-second notice. Bye, bitch. <laughs> I was told in radio that they have to someone do that because if you are live on the air, yeah. which you weren't, yeah. You can they can come to you and say, either we want to fire you or you're gonna leave because you may do something out of whack. Well, I, I didn't I didn't have a contract. Oh. And I was only like twenty two mm -hmm. minutes old mm -hmm. at that point. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a contract. All I had was a car and um the stamina to understand that all my girlfriends who were like, oh, Wendy, you coming up here? All right, well, this club is popping, that club's... I'm like, no, bitches. Right. I am working. Get out of here. And my parents totally didn't understand, so I didn't want to hear from those haters, mm -hmm. you know, stopping at the house for something to eat or whatever. Mm -mm. And the radio station, Hot 103.9, was located in Astoria, so I drive through Manhattan to Astoria, the mm -hmm. Kaufman Astoria Studios. I used to, um, Greg Gumbel, Bryant's brother, did a sports show, and, and just so all the studios were connected, and I'd see him do his thing, and mm -hmm. then the Cosby uh, show eventually also filmed out of Cosby. It was like a big studio for a really? lot of people. Okay. Um, and great, great Greek diners. Mm -hmm. But I was literally doing my dirt all by my lonely. Yeah. And that lasted for about three months before I gave the notice, because Hot finally offered me full time. Talk to me about that. $60,000, girl. Yes. I had. Was that your first radio contract? Because I didn't know you wasn't on contracting. Uh, I wasn't contracted there either. It's okay. I was dumb. You don't know what to do. Yes. You're just happy to be there. I was only mm -hmm. making, I was making $9,500 in, in DC. Mm -hmm. And when I landed my job in New York, that was $60,000 plus $450 for public appearances. Now, I'm okay. young. I'm doing that like... some coins. That was a check please. back then. I'm doing like two appearances <laughs> a night. Wow. Doing my thing. Mm -hmm. By myself, though. Mm -hmm. Nobody really understood. And nobody's up at midnight. Like, my parents, they're not up at midnight listening. Right. And, or understanding the whole thing. And my girlfriends, they were into... 98.7 KISS mm -hmm. and WBLS. Yes. They, you know, they weren't listening to freestyle music, so nobody really got it. But I was like, okay. And that's why none of you all are around right now. Yes. Because I am on my grind. 20 years later, still doing your thing. The reason why I wanted you to share that, because we have social media. 30 plus years later. 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. But at but, that but, point. But now, well, okay. but now uh -huh. guess who wants front and center in my life? <laughs> Everybody. Right. That's why I, want to share, I wanted you to share that story because I feel like now with social media being so prominent, mm -hmm. everybody's attached to their smartphone. Everybody cares about likes. I mean, I have a social media department at the show. Good for and you. And of course, I got my brand new app, which I love. Yes. It's, it's so freeing to have the app. I'm able to do so many different things on the app that I can't do on my show, mm -hmm. either because of time constraints or content or whatnot. You know, whether it's you know, a three-part interview with Tashira, DMX's, you know, wife, 
or being on iFly, you know, flying up in the thing and coming oh, back yeah. down. I, I just, I, I love, love all that. And then at-home hot topics. So do I care? Yeah, I, social media is what drives people mm -hmm. these days. But I, 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 I can't get caught up in it. Right. No, I agree with you. And also, and also, people get in those wars. The Twitter wars and the ranting and mm -hmm. all that. I've never been in one. Never will be in one. On my hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Social media, people say all kinds of stuff. Mostly people love, but the people who hate... Hate deep. Yes. Because I'm, 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 people either love me or hate me. They're... Or love to hate you or hate to love you. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm... It's been that way for a long time for you. Though. Yeah. I'm used to it. Yes. Okay. This I'm is not my... proud of it. I'm not. But I'm used to it. Wendy, it made you who you are today. I don't think, I don't know, obviously, because you've been consistently you for so long that this is all we expect. This is what we want. You didn't come here by accident. You paved the way. You put in the work. Yeah. And the way you put in the work, you were a trendsetter. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Because what's happening now, I feel like everybody kind of mocked what you started. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nope, you are. But with all this spilling the tea, every time I hear that damn phrase, I'm like, everybody wants to be the next Wendy. I've never heard spill the tea so much. You got tea talk shows, spill the tea, this... Tea overspill. Yeah, I'm like, every, that's everybody's, windy. Everybody's gossiping. And you know what? Talk to me about that because you started that. But, but, and, and, I, and I took a lot of heat for that. But it's nice to see that I'm still able to do it mm -hmm. in a refined way in a pencil skirt <laughs> on my <laughs> successful talk show going mm -hmm. into its ninth season. But, and however, I'm honored and flattered. I'm, I'm, I, I feel flattered. Was that strategic on your part? Did you, did you come in this game in the beginning, knowing that I'm going to be the Wendy Williams, I'm going to spill the tea, I'm going to talk about celebrity gossip in a way where I give my opinion with no filter. Noah, Noah, mm -hmm. when I did get to New York and was able to establish myself as a full-time radio jock, what I found is that I was always the youngest one on the staff. And by being the youngest one on the staff, and no disrespect to my elder statesmen, but after their shift, they would go home at night and feed their dogs and go to bed. Right. You know, or they would go to Ashford and Simpsons Club. You know, oh, wow, uh, yes. Yeah, get a lot of sophisticated places around town. They yeah. would go to places like that. I think I've been there once. In the meantime, I would be at the club club actually seeing Mary J. Blige and KC mm -hmm. hooking up. You know, so oh. squeezed up. Oh. I would actually see... <laughs> Salt, uh, excuse me, pepper and tretch 
up in the club I, I, because I was younger and single and ready to mingle. Yeah. And that was a lot of money that I was making back then. And I didn't have a college loan or a car loan. Okay. So my life was on tilt. Wow. And so New York was my oyster. And I'd be this young girl running around from club to club. And I would actually see stuff. Whereas my elder statesman, you know, rest in peace, you know, the late, great Vaughn Harper, you know, Vaughn would, you know, be at the older club and then go home. Right. But, but when you saw the stuff in the club, you brought it to us, the listeners, in the radio. Because I, I was popping and, and popular, mm -hmm. and everyone else's career was popping. That was a good time. Was oh. that early 90s, mid 90s? Mm -hmm. No, 19. Well, I got to New York in 1998 full time. Ugh. And. I want to say that's like my best year in life. Yes. I would say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Music was the best. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm hmm. So I was out I, because I had the freedom to do it. I didn't mm -hmm. have a dog to feed. I didn't have a child to birth. I didn't have a, you know, a man. I had boyfriends. Okay. okay. <laughs> options. And, yeah, <laughs> options. And I, I was making a really nice income and I was never a fool regarding, um, oh, by the way, it didn't cost a lot to dress back then. Mm -hmm. So that was a savings. You know, you buy yourself a hat, mm -hmm. you cut a hole in the top pull your po fake ponytail through mm -hmm. and go on about your business. You put on your baggy jeans, pair of Carl Kanai's. Matter, matter of fact, that, stuff like that would get delivered to the radio station for me all the time. So my wardrobe was taken care of because I, I was I was the girl on the air. I was right. I was the one. I was the ratings maker. And as a woman, that was very, very unique because women, when I was growing up, were always sidekicks. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a sidekick. You were never a sidekick. I've never been comfortable with even that word. Wow. If I'm not running the show, then I don't want to do the show. Okay. Now, when it came to you being in those clubs, because this is what I, is interesting to me that I want to know. You saw a lot, like you said, you were seeing the Casey and Jojo hooking up. You were seeing the Tretch and the Pepper. Mm -hmm. So you witnessed a lot of things, and you came to the radio, and you, what they call now, spilled the tea. Right. Did it come to a point where people knew to hide from you in those clubs because you were saying too much. How was that like for you? Awkward. Yeah. Weird. Awkward. But never dangerous. Not back then. Mm. This is before people were drinking champagne. This is when we were drinking Heineken out of a bottle. This is before a gross amount of diamonds. This is when leather medallions and real basic clothing. And if you had a problem with somebody, you just walk to the other side of the room. But for me, because I was the plug to the entire New York situation, and of course we know New York runs the world, mm -hmm. it's the number one market for everything. And um, they knew that if their next single came out, they'd have to come interview with me. And so I don't mean anything by it. It's just that if I see you doing something foul, I'm going to say something. So maybe you might want to take your foulness to the back room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, was that you always growing up amongst your friends outside of radio and you just figured, I'm going to bring this to radio? No. No? No, I grew up awkward. Uh, I grew up in a, an awkward town. I was only one of four black uh, people and to ocean. graduate from my... Um, high school, my, my graduating class in 1982, mm -hmm. and the other three blacks called me white girl. Mm -hmm. One is dead, the other two have both visited the audience of the talk show, so. Ooh. 
I win. As she smokes her cigarette, you guys. Okay. Y'all can't see how she's smoking. My cigarette. my invisible cigarette. <laughs> but but you know, and I'm and I'm not uh, and you know I greet them and hug them during commercial and stuff like that. But you all made it really awkward for me yeah. growing up. Yeah. And the white girls were always nice. And, you know, but that wasn't a time of interracial dating. Mm -hmm. So, and I'd see, you know, you see a white boy looking at you from the side of your eye. Mm -hmm. But back then, you couldn't bring me home, nor are you. Okay. <laughs> and, and I could not wait to escape Ocean Township. So when you talk about friends, I established one great friendship, and she's still my girl to this day. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I forgot to put my phone on silent. She'll probably be calling. That's my friend Reg. Okay. And she's black. <laughs> and we grew up in this, she moved from California. But anyway, no, I was not the big mouth girl. I was a silent observer of my motto, which is, okay, I'll show them. Ooh. I'll show them. Mm. Because they throw out the N-word sometimes mm. to the others, you know, and say, not you, Wendy. See, I always had a pass. Because you grew up and, and you went to school. Ah, and you was one of four. I always had a, I always had a pass with um, you know my white friends, and I still call them my white friends. Um, and I, and I've seen them in recent years, but no, I was never a big mouth. Okay. Yeah. Now, when it comes to radio, is radio still your first love? Yes. Really? Yes. Are we expected a comeback from Wendy doing radio? Um, I am really enjoying my life right now. I, you know what? I get asked that question all the time, and yeah. I've teetered on it through the years. But because it, it was a rumor that people were saying that you might have your own show back on, like, or on Sirius XM. Well, here's the thing. Um, I heard that shit. I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Wendy, back on radio. Here's the thing, though. No Jazzy. more pencil skirt. No, we gonna get a jump, a jumper with some shorts. We gonna get the you through top. You can get what I have on right now. <laughs> I wish you look great. <laughs> denim on denim on denim, all the way down to my toes, everybody. A uh, big sloppy wig, you know how I do. Yes. But you know, Jazzy, um, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna ever say never. But what I will say is, it requires a deep family meeting with me my husband and my son yeah. because the hours required from doing the talk show and maintaining everything that having a successful talk show requires as well as the moisture the moisturization of my situation <laughs> it's, it's, it's not fair to me right you know i you know if i if i was a, if i was a single woman with no kids at my age then i'd probably be doing everything yeah. because i'd be married to my career yeah. but you know what jazzy i'm not that girl Good. Now, do you have a favorite interview? In life? Yes. You no one. No, you don't have a favorite interview that you've done thus far with anybody. No. Do you have a most difficult interview? No. No? I'm a conversationalist. I grew yes. up, look, I'm a wordsmith and I'm a conversationalist. Mm -hmm. Growing up in, in my house, my parents are still married, um, and I have a, an older sister and a younger brother, and we'd have to come to the uh, dinner table every evening. My mother, a career girl, mm -hmm. uh, would have homemade food ready. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. And 
there was no TV in the kitchen, so it would be all about conversating. Is that a word? I know. <laughs> but what? Wendy, come on, we can make up anything here on Women in Hip Hop Podcast. No, but no, I don't. I don't have a favorite anything. No. I, you know what? I've had great conversations with cab drivers. Okay. I, I've had great <laughs> conversations with stars. Mm -hmm. uh, but the higher up the rank you go as a star, the worse the conversation is, because they're so guarded. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. So when it comes to your show, now that we talked about your radio career. Mm -hmm. Wendy Williams show, the Wendy Williams show. A lot of people tried it from Chris Jenner, yeah. your friend. Yeah. <laughs> to so many people. Yeah. Tried and failed. Yeah. Miserably. Mm. What is Wendy Williams' winning formula? Well, um, I have my idea as to what I think. What do you think? Honestly, right now, okay. Well, watching you, watching your show from the beginning, yeah. from the six week trial, uh -huh. and just watching your career. I believe it has a lot to do with your support system and the people that you keep around you uh -huh, uh -huh. and your family. And the people that I don't keep around me. There you go. Okay. Now elaborate on that. Well, <laughs> That's your winning formula. So elaborate on your winning formula. I'm glad that you see that, Jazzy, because, yeah. you know, I happen to be the lucky one with my face on the side of a New York City building, which gives me chills every morning that we pull up and I look up and I see that. I'm just like, damn it, girl. But, um, shit, I got chills, literally. But, but I'm, the only, I'm the only one who walks through, through the double doors, but I do have a wonderful support system. Yeah. I mean, it starts at my home. You know, uh, see that. my husband and I, um, we've been married for almost 20 years, and he's my manager, he's my partner, he's the only person in the entire world who can set me straight with something that has gone awry yeah. or give me the thumbs up when nobody else will. He's the one. I don't care what people say about, you know, you look great or not. When he says it, ta-da. So that's the support system there. And then our son, young Kev, mm -hmm. he's 16. And um, he was a good baby. You know, one of those babies who can cry all through the night and stuff. Ooh, always, always greeting you with laughs in his crib. Yeah. But I have working mother's guilt like, I don't know what, but he's never made me feel guilty. And my priorities are work and then go home mm -hmm. and see what we need in the fridge or, you know, where he needs to be driven or, yeah. you know, what needs to be fixed around here. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a hands-on woman, but the staff that my husband and I have approved wow. for the talk show has been pretty phenomenal. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people who still work with us from our six-week sneak peek. They haven't left. Wow. And we literally were, were in a boat like Noah's Ark. <laughs> because when you have a six-week sneak peek, you don't know what's going to happen. I kept my radio show at that time. I know. I'm sure that was pretty hard. I would be, I'd be live um, from 10 to 11, yeah. get off the air, and pull off my eyelashes and scrub all that makeup off and take off that pencil skirt and throw on some leggings and Uggs. Yeah. It, you know, throw my hair in a top knot drive across town because d during a six-week sneak peek nobody's ordering you car service all right all right thug it out it okay. might it might have looked glamorous but um it was real raw right i would drive across town park my car go up to wbls and do a at that point it was a five-hour show mm -hmm. so i'd be on from two to six and i wouldn't get home after the new york traffic until like 7 30 8 o'clock at night 
to a boy waiting for me, smiling, and still, you know, having to do right. something to gather some dinner. Like, you just can't neglect. Yeah. And then and then there's sitting down on the floor and playing blocks yeah. and then getting in the bed with ice under your bags right. and getting ready to get back in the morning to thug it out on TV. And here's Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, but our staff is phenomenal. And we're going into our ninth season. It begins on September 18th. Oh. And... My six-week sneak peek was the first one ever done in the history of TV. Really? Yes. We were on in four cities. Just four. Okay. If any one of these cities voted me off the island, I'm done. Right. Debmar Mercury, our partners. Uh-huh. Um, Debmar Mercury, um, you know, made the phone calls and it all happened. We were on in New York, Detroit. Hello, that's my hometown. Ooh. Dallas <laughs> and L.A. Okay. And it ended up working. And it ended up being a model, a model for what they do now to test shows. So I'm, I'm always hearing about test runs. I'm sorry for yeah, Coco so and Ice-T, and I'm sorry for, you know, Chris Jenner and, and Bethany. And those, but those shows were modeled after my model of the six-week sneak peek. Mm. And I didn't find out until... The day before our last day, that we got a season one. Really? Yep. The day before our last day. I, I worked the whole summer doing both radio and TV. Right. And I knew in my mind, I said, if we get a season one, I cannot do radio and TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know whether we'll get a season two. But like I always tell people, what better person to bet on than yourself? Yes. I mean, I bet on myself. That's my motto. Bet on jazz. Yes. Trust me. You bet on yourself your whole career, so why stop now? I blew those dice and flipped them and said, you know what, radio? I'm done. Nice. I was in the middle of a contract. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm done. And... And you holding it down solo. Oh, God. And all the people that you named, they try to do a solo. And it seemed like the winning formula for all these other daytime shows is panels. Yeah. Token black, the token Asian, the token white, the token Italian, the token Spanish, whatever. Yeah. A wide variety of women on panels doing hot topics, hot gossip. But you <laughs> sustaining your position by yourself. It's not easy. It, it's not easy. Talk about how you doing this dolo versus the woman on the panel. How is that even possible to sit in that chair and talk to millions of people well on your own i think like for nine seasons and, and you know what it's pretty damn commendable and i like a panel <laughs> show where mm-hmm. we're referring to the real which the talk and the view mm-hmm. we're referring to them and there'll be many more panel shows that come along mm-hmm. um but i think for shows like that maybe one woman has this that captivates the world and one woman has that and one woman has the other I don't know that I have everything. All I know is that all I can be is Wendy. Jazzy. Yeah. And and, 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 and I, it resonates with all of us. And let me tell you something about having <laughs> your own show. Talk to me. Talk to me. The entire wardrobe budget is all for you. <laughs> ooh, ooh, whether, whether it's from, you know, um, you know, Target or whether it's from Versace. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this part of the show I want to call confessionals. Okay. So I'm just going to throw some questions out to you. And if you can answer it like... 
with one word and one sentence. I'm not good at this. I know. Well, no. Jesus, Trust me. I see you doing on your show with that red chair. I think I think you got this. Okay. Okay. Uh, the hot that we're, the red chair that steams. What's it called? Oh my gosh, we're on vacation. <laughs> Uh, the hot seat. Yes. Okay. Okay. This ain't that hot. It ain't sizzling like that. Baby. Okay. But what's the biggest misconception about Wendy Williams? That I'm mean. I understand that. Um, who or what keeps you grounded? My family. When are you at your most happiest place? At home. Okay. In the house. If you weren't the queen of all media, Wendy Williams, what would you be doing? What would be your other occupation? Oh, gosh. Well, because I can't imagine you doing shit else. I, I, you know what? I, I enjoy the idea of being a housewife as long as I'm well taken care of. <laughs> but, but besides that, um, based on the ventures that I have going on right now, yeah. if I was not on TV, I would love to continue my HSN line. I really do enjoy, you know, designing. And I would like to expand that into, you know, home stuff. Um, I really like the idea of being behind the camera and affording opportunities to other people to um, produce. I don't want to say direct. Mm -hmm. that, that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, one day I would love to host a game show. And I've done it before, but I'm that girl. I can do a game show. Okay. Um, I also like the idea of philanthropy you know me and my husband and my son we have the hunter foundation yes. my name is wendy williams hunter and uh the idea of giving back and not just writing a check or doing a shout out during hot topics but actually getting in there mm -hmm. you know and and painting the side of that building or paying for the building to be built this will be a building, the, the, the help center, where kids go after school. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I could be one of the tutors as well as I, I'm, I would be able to afford to hire people there to teach wellness just help people. Yeah. I want to help. Yeah. Talk to me about what would Wendy Williams today say to the 13-year-old Wendy? I chose 13 because that's such a mm. time and transitioning. That's like a teenage okay. years. Today, what would you say to that little girl? Okay, number one, um, grades are cute, but world smarts matter more because i was never a good student and number two i would say you have one more day to eat that twinkie <laughs> wendy girl <laughs> you know i i we all go through the awkward stage i know everybody ate a twinkie at 13. of, of course right but i had no idea at 13 that i would be you know this you know long tall sally now mm-hmm yeah, I feel so good about my physical thing. And and, and, and I was called fat yeah. by my family. Yeah. You know, my intake of food was monitored by my parents. Yeah. That Twinkie, I would have to bribe my brother, please say you ate it. <gasps> but because it was really me. And then he'd get mad at me and tell my parents, and now I'm in trouble. Yeah, I know that was hard on you. You talked about that dealing with weight Very. issues and them calling you fat growing up. And then the final thing that I would say is, you know what, Wendy? 
this awkward stage, he's a, give it a moment, girl. Give it a moment, girl. You're on your way. Give it a moment, girl. You're a on moment. your way. I love mm -hmm. that. Your best friends in your head. You know, I know you love sex in the city, like I do. Yeah. My best friends in my head would be you, little Kim, Vivica Fox, and I guess I'd be the fourth member of Sex in the City. But that's my super girl group right there. You, Vivica Fox, You're asking a, a lot. I, I don't even have an answer. No. I, I, you know, I have so many of them depending on what I'm watching. But when we talk about Sex in the City, I could say, tell you um, Charlotte and Miranda. I am not Carrie and Samantha. No. Who, who are you? Carrie. Okay. I would say I'm Carrie with a touch of Samantha. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't that's, know you like that. <laughs> I, I just met you. <laughs> but that's what it'd be for me. Now you said who is it for you? I'm Miranda and Charlotte. Okay. Because I vote for love mm -hmm. and and I vote for the things that it takes to nurture home. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from my mom. And Miranda, because you know what? She was she was a hard ass. Yeah. And a badder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout your career, your whole journey. Give me, if you can, one word to describe everything that you've been through in your life as Wendy Williams. Rough. Rough? Yes. Oh, my God. Rough. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, Wendy, you've been doing this for over 30 years, and you talked about only being unemployed for two months. I mean, I'm sorry, two, two weeks. Two weeks, girl. Two weeks. Get it correct. Okay. Now, two weeks, I mean. In over 30 years. 30 two weeks. Years. You know why? Because I'm a hustler. Don't have time to even go through it. But, yep. Only two weeks of unemployment. And you want to know why that was? Why? Because I was fired from my overnight job at 103.5. This is Then they flipped the switch to 97.1, and then they became, you know, the, the station that they are. But I, um, they fired me. I cried in the office. Cautionary tale, ladies. <laughs> Don't let your boss see you cry. Now, you know I'm a crybaby, mm -hmm. but you better hold those tears, run to the bathroom, and don't even let your female coworkers see you cry. You cry by yourself. And then you pick yourself up and you get out. I cried in the office. And they literally, they called me and my general manager. i just gotten off air at 6 o'clock in the morning. He said, Wendy, don't leave yet. Wait around. I won't be there till 10. I want to call you in the office. So I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting in the jock lounge, you know, reading my magazines. And Did you think he was getting a raise? I didn't know what, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Right. But I didn't think that I was getting fired. Right. They called me in the office. It was an office of four men. Okay? Yeah. And it didn't take them long because I was the overnight girl. I had no contract. It could have been a black thing, too, mm -hmm. you know, with, with no feelings about my feelings. It took them, like, 30 seconds to tell me I'm fired. And my dumb behind, do you know what I said? What'd you say? Jazzy, what am I going to do? No. <laughs> oh yes, it was a full meltdown in the office, and I had a little boyfriend at the time. He said, "Well, you can always marry your boyfriend." I didn't like what the sexism is going. But I was not the strong Wendy then that I am now. So I appreciate talking to young girls like you and even younger women who are listening. Yeah. Just a cautionary tale, you know. Um, don't take that mess. So, yes. here's, so here's what I do. So they fire me, right? And yeah. they tell me, go on and get married. I left the office. Apparently, everybody else knew that I was getting fired. Mm -hmm. People are standing, you know, looking, you know, over their cubicles and stuff. I went to the jock lounge. I wrapped up my headphones. I was a blibbering mess. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And went back to my apartment like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. And I got my job at WPLJ, which was a top 40 station. They're still around 95.5 right here in New York. You know, they play um, the top 40 music. Yeah. The Justin Bieber and stuff. Mm-hmm. My delivery, though, was always... My delivery was always pleasing to that type of uh, style anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> but the thing that I love that you talked about sexism, because I know you love Axe Wendy on your show. Yes. And that's what I was going to ask you about, because with me, and I can wrap it up with this, with me, I'm currently, currently dealing with sexism and disrespect and misogyny in the media field. Yeah. So for you to say that you can't cross those same obstacles. It's still do, Jazzy. How do you deal with that? Because that's my ex Wendy questions. Help us out, girl. Well, because you know what it is? Like you said, you're black, you're bold, you're unapologetic, and you're very opinionated. Yes. So am I. Yeah. And I think men in this in- industry uh-huh. are threatened by women like yourself and me. How do I deal with... Because... Dude, I'm not gonna change. Only but so much. Oh, you you know what, Jasmine? But talk to me. I mean, Jasmine. Oh, God, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm treating you like a like a, like a daughter or something right now. I'm sorry, Jazzy. Listen, oh, no, I'm your sister, girl. Here's here's the deal. Talk to me. Um, sometimes you do have to pull back to get in the door. Okay. And then you pull your mask off and you'd be like, ta-da! And this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do have to pull back, but for me right now. I've got a great front line. It happens to be leaded, led by a really smart man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I, you know, I'm... You're protected. I, I well... Y'all are more like, I would so say, much. like a dynamic duo, you two. Which I love because you get compared to Oprah a lot. When people say queen of media, queen of all media... People will say, arguably, oh, that's Oprah, that's that. Yeah. I look at you two like one is ketchup, one is hot sauce. Yeah. All right? Well, you would be the hot sauce. I, I, I love <laughs> you Oprah. You give a different flavor. And it was very difficult when I first got the, the talk show because people said, oh, she's trying to be the next Oprah. I'm like, no, I'm not. Would you just give me a chance? Um, but sexism, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, men are still, and shout out to the men who are listening, but yeah. many of you all are just so threatened um, by women and you're so assuming that women can't do this or women can't do that that it's really just up to us women to prove them wrong and we don't have to do that in a pantsuit and no makeup right. by the way ladies right because um, I feel like walking in with the va-va-va-voom makes them feel uncomfortable well you don't have to be that va-voom the first time you right. can give them a va <laughs> you know, but you definitely don't have to go in with, you know, a shaved head, a scrubbed face, mm-hmm. you know, and a nasty attitude. Okay. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be like a man to get respect like from a man. a man. Yes. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I do want to ask this before you go. Okay. Uh-oh. How you doing? What? How you doing? Where the hell did that come from? Oh, gosh. I need to know where that came okay. from. Okay, um, for a brief moment, um, you know, I many years ago I had to shoot my way out of New York City in a horrible situation, uh, but I, land, <laughs> my, I landed a job in Philadelphia because I didn't want to be too far from my home, New York, because I planned on coming back, you know. So um, I was in Philadelphia, and I was on this morning show, and yes, it was led by two men, 
um, and, and I was the third. I became the side chick. <gasps> I know. So you were. Shut the up. front door. I know. You were a side. I was a side chick after conquering New York. I at this point I had been syndicated around the country, including around the world. I was in Germany. I was in Kobe, Japan. I I was lit, and my entire career was reduced to being a side chick for nominal money. Okay. In <laughs> Philadelphia, and I love Philly, but. It's the idea that I built all this and I had to basically everything crumbled in ashes and I just picked up my headphones and drove down the turnpike. So I was on this morning show with um, two older guys and they had the, the obligatory gay character that every, you know, morning show has, right. you know, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, to make it funny, you know, it's, it's so corny that the formulas are out here. Like every radio station has the, the Wendy. Mm -hmm. The gossip girl, like corny. Yeah. Anyway, so. How you do it? Uh, right. So, so <laughs> the gay character would make his appearance, uh -huh. and the guys, you know, they weren't homophobes. They just didn't know how to, you know. Yeah, receive it. Yes. And be comfortable. Right. right? Okay. So, um, I named him Shantae, and Shantae would come in. Hey y'all. <laughs> hey y'all. And I'd say, How you do it? And that was, that was my best affectation to make him laugh and to make us laugh and to open things up. And so how you do it, I invented, took it with me from Philly, and it's just become the royal greeting of everything Wendy. <laughs> so how you do it? Shout out to the LGBTQ community because yes. they kind of adopted that as well. And I made love it, it like their phrase. It's almost like when you say it, it's synonymous to that community. I, I well, hopefully. Now I know why. Because of Shantae, honey. <laughs> well, hopefully, and synonymous to me. Yes, it you, is. You know, because, first and foremost. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a different one than how you doing. Yes. Like a guy from you know, Brooklyn. How you do? No, no. Okay, Wendy. When it's all said and done, mm -hmm. how does my girl Wendy Williams would like to be remembered? The girl who turned the world on with a smile. I want to make you happy, mm -hmm. and I want you to forget your troubles just just for an hour. Or just for a moment, or just you know, through like my charity work and other kind of stuff like that. Just you know, I'm kind, even through the big personality, the big presence, the big mouth. I'm a kind woman, and I mean no harm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Before you go, real quick, Jesus, right? DJ. Here you go, Wendy Williams. Okay. A lot of people don't know this. I want to give you credit because you like the first woman that I know. Okay. In radio and DJing that ever. Came out with a mixtape. Oh, bring in the heat. Okay. Why did my body yesterday? I was listening to it like ow. Okay. <laughs> I because mixtape Wendy really. Miley says Miley. I am hip hop. You know, I'm the same girl who you know night after night was in the club. Yes, yelling with the microphone. Like where's Brooklyn at? Where's Brooklyn at? Come on now, standing on the banquette. People would be fighting in the corner. I'm holding it down. I'm like, okay, okay. So go over there. In the meantime, everybody relax. Where's Brooklyn at? Where's Jersey? Where are all my ladies? Where are the, you know, yes, I have a, I don't want to say a thug side because I'm not trying to claim like I grew up in the streets because I definitely did not. But I have an appreciation for hip hop that goes 
way beyond me just naming five of my favorite female MCs. Yeah. Yeah. And I've lived it. I've nurtured it. And I am it. And a lot of people don't give you credit for breaking artists yeah, as well, a woman in this industry. Yeah, well, they're stupid. Right. Just <laughs> what are some of the artists that you broke? Because that big tape was dope, but that naked record with Marcus Houston, was that exclusively for that album? No. He, you know what? It was on mine, and then he put it on his. And I can't tell you who I broke because right now, um, my mind is not even in that right. mindset. I didn't. I had because no I just want to give you the credit but, but, for but, contributing but, to but the I, culture. I, I, the I, can, I, can, I can tell you. I, I can did. tell you a story. Okay. Um, Live for a story. <laughs> <laughs> so my man uh, promoted a party, and I hosted the party. And this is when you could walk around the metal detectors, so you did not know what was going on. This is before dress code and all that. Oh my gosh. Foxy Brown. Nobody knew who that was. Foxy Brown performed that night and Jay-Z was a nervous cat in the corner back and forth on his feet practicing his lyrics because this was the kind of crowd that would throw something at you if you did the wrong oh. thing. What was this one? It was Club Legend on Utica Avenue and um, but that's just one of many you know the, the late old DB I remember one night another party in Brooklyn same promoter I was hosting you could still walk around the metal detector. There was no dress code. The entire Wu-Tang Clan was there. And they were performing their behinds off. This is like Wu on full tilt. The whole Staten Island came to Brooklyn. Plus, the whole Brooklyn was out. Jersey was in the building. Anyway, um, they're performing. Old Dirty Bastard, rest in peace, gets on stage and shoots a gun into the ceiling. People were so into the performance of the Wu-Tang Clan, they were basically like, yeah, boo, get off the stage, boo. Nobody moved. <laughs> this is back when people didn't run when they heard stuff like that. Just, the party just continued. They, you know, people, the Wu attacked the bar. They, they stole everything from behind the bar. What? Everybody had bottles in their hands, just two-fisting <laughs> bottles of brown juice. It was a mess. The, look, the paramedics came in, taking people out, but people were still... I've lived, Jazzy. Yes! I've lived. <laughs> now, wait, back to the Foxy Brown story. Well, Fox and Jay were in a relationship at that particular time. <laughs> You know I'm on the radio and I'm talking. You know I knew things. Right. <laughs> um, but this was also um, his partner with Ain't No Nigga. Mm-hmm. Right? But before they did Ain't No Nigga, she went on stage. She did a verse from... She collaborated with LL Cool J on a song. Yeah, wasn't it Who Shot You, I think? Who Shot You. Yeah. Yeah. She killed it. She bodied all them dudes on there. Look, Foxy is <laughs> Foxy's incredibly dope as a lyricist. Yeah. Tell me. But anyway, so she gets on stage, Jay's in the corner, I guess a nervous wreck for his own performance, but also nervous because his girl's up there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Wendy. <laughs> no disrespect, B, but everybody's lived before they lived. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Jay was a regular guy before you came along, B. She okay. knows that. Will we see any more mixtapes from <laughs> Wendy Williams? Probably not. No? No more music? <laughs> Jazzy, can I grow up? Yes. Can, can my life move on? I don't think 
and you let me know if you agree. <laughs> Hip hop is a part of you. Yes. I think it will always be a part of mm -hmm. you. Look, I was pissed that I didn't see Mob Deep before Prodigy passed away. Mm -hmm. It was like three days or a week before, and they were performing here in the city. And that's my group. Yeah. They had them on the mixtape. I, like, I don't just love hip-hop. I love the grind. Like, Mob Deep had that. Prodigy had that. Mm-hmm. The Raekwons and the Ghostface, the entire woo. You know, of course, Biggie, Nas. Yeah. yeah. The Def Squad. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are we going with this conversation? I, my my hip-hop is, unfortunately, not that ABC123 hip-hop. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I love how you talk on your show that sometimes you come to work listening to MOP push it through traffic. Every morning. I'm not home sometimes. like, yes, Wendy, I hope your listeners and your watchers understand. Do you know what that does? That gets me ready like a prize fighter going into the ring. Yeah. Like, I love disco music, but I don't want to hear Donna Summer at 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, I need something to get me ready for the fight because it's not easy out here. These people, you know, between the sexism, the racism, the ageism, the ism-isms, Every day is a fight. Yeah. And that's my prize fight music. Love that. Prize fight. And you are winning. I'm going to end this with me just sharing a story with you. Okay. Um, uh -oh. Being from Detroit, I moved here when I was like 19 years old. Okay. And I ended up getting a job with Rockaware, oddly enough, how you was talking about Jay-Z. And I was working with Jay-Z's sister, Michelle Carter. And I was like the receptionist slash office manager assistant because she is still, I believe, the office manager there. Mm -hmm. And we kept the radio right there, <laughs> right there by the receptionist area. And when I tell you, when you came on... The office would stop. Child, you already know. You know where I'm going with this. People tell me that all the time, but even Wendy, with the talk show. It wasn't even like just the office stopped. That's when I realized the power of you, what made you so special. Because here I am, a young girl, 19. I'm just in the game, and I'm like... Why are all y'all hovering around my desk? And I'm like, this woman's not even hearing the physical sense. Uh -huh. All of y'all here in this room, stop what y'all were doing. Y'all put your job in jeopardy because you left your damn cubicle <laughs> to come over here to see what this woman is saying. But not only is they just listening to you, they're not even interrupting you. They're letting you talk. You can hear a pin drop in that room. Uh. It was dead silence because you captured. I'm so flattered. I appreciate you even tearing up right now. I do. No, I'm not, I, no, I'm not tearing up. Okay. There's something in my eye. Okay, cool. I'm There's sorry. something <laughs> in my eye. I am not tearing up. And that is what I said about this entire conversation. Nope. I'm like, okay. <laughs> nope, I got my strength. Okay. No, but, that's, but I don't think that's even a sign of weakness, honestly. But um, I remember just everyone being quiet and hanging on to your every word. And I sat there and I said, this woman is special. I don't even know what she looked like. She's not even in this room. But she's the most important person in this room. And you did that through the speakers. I just got there. Wendy Williams, what's going on? This woman, what'd she say? Ooh, she said that? And I just want to say to me, you have, some, you have a gift. I'm sure you know this already. People tell me the same thing about the talk show. Um, it does. It, you, you, it translates well on TV as well. But I just wanted Thank to share you. that because Thank you. I think that's what gave me an idea as to what I wanted to do, the type of power I wanted to. You want to be able to stop, or, stop a room. Okay? <laughs> I 
I'm like, she ain't even here at all, y'all. If you don't get your musty armpits from over me, listen to this damn radio, brother. Your breath is hot. Go back. The men was on it too. The women, all ages, all races. I'm like, this woman got it. She's not even here, but she's the most important person in the room. So I'm like, it's not easy to be a Wendy Williams. It, it, let me tell you something right now. It's a long, lonely road. <laughs> well, I just wanted to share that with you, and I wanted to thank you for being that person, continuing to prove that you are still thank that you. person. You've been consistently doing that throughout your career. You've been stopping traffic, stopping the world with your voice, and now we're blessed to see you in physical form and, and on TV and just your presence alone here in this world. And I can't wait to see what you do next. And if you want to share what you're doing next, please, because now I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, my app is brand new. Right. And I really enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. It's Wendy Digital. You can go to um, um, iTunes, Google, and download the app. I also have my um, Wenmojis. And I would like to expand that. You know, I, I want more people to look at my app. I'm trying to create a community. Um, I'm encouraging people to send me material. And it's very user-friendly. <laughs> and I think that they will really like it. So far, it's gotten some pretty good reviews from, you know, the people who enjoy it. It's another side of the whole Wendy situation. I love that. I feel like you could be a little more interpersonal, I guess, with your viewers and listeners. They could come on. They could send content. You send said? content! <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of the app? I would assume Hot Topics would be your favorite part of that. Oh, yes. What is that? That's a gift. Yay. A crown? Yay. A Wendy, I had to do it. Now, listen, with every guest that comes on the show, I don't be giving them shit, child. I was going to say, okay? do you give them crowns? No, but... Why is my mouth watering over a crown? Because <laughs> I know you. You the queen. And I know you love a crown. I know you love a tiara. I love anything royal. Yes, which you are. Um... Outside of you, I've given a crown to Little Kill because she's my top five favorite, number one. Oh, yeah. And in my head, like I said, along with you and Vivica Fox, that's my best friend in my head. Oh. And I just love how she had an influence in my life. You impacted my life so much. So you deserve a crown as well. Lady Luck and Samaya Reese made this crown. I called them up last minute. I said, I need to give Wendy a gift. I was scrolling and trolling through the ground. And I said, God damn it, you make crowns. I need one ASAP. Shout out to Lady Luck. She's out in New Hampshire right now having a, doing a gig. I know she, Lady Luck. Of course you do. I've never met Samaya. But how you doing? Hey, Samaya. Uh-huh. How you doing? <laughs> she Ubered this to me 9 a.m. in the morning. Really? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I had to have it. You Please know? open it. No, I don't want to ruin it. I'm going to tell you where I'm going to put it, though. Okay. I'm going to put it on my at-home Hot Topics chair because it's... My it's it's a hip hop throne that I do my hot topics from at home in Jersey, and it's missing a crown to hang off of it. So now I have to stop at the hardware store and get a hook, and I'm gonna put it there. Tune in to at home hot topics. No, I swear to you, watch. Watch. I'm a woman of my word. I know you are. I know you are. You're a stand up chick. So I, I hope you like it. But I, I, ha I had to do it. Thank you. I had to do it. I had to do it. Thank you. My girl. I'll see you again soon. Wow, your hands are really small and I soft. Have, uh, probably a little clammy, too. I'm a, I'm a sweater. <laughs> clammy. <laughs> Bye, girl. Bye, girl. Yes. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? 
Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.